crowd's going to go crazy. They're showing it up on the big screen here. Marcus Smart's going to return. Tatum, Smart, step back, three-pointer. It's good! I just need someone in my life to give it structure. To handle all the selfish ways I'd spend my time without her. Everything I want, but I can't deal with all your lovers. You're saying I'm the one, but it's your actions that speak louder. Giving me love when you are down and need another. I've gotta get away and let you go. I've gotta get still yeah you should not be that good at 36 or whatever he is he's just like i mean he's just like steph is just like just an all-time great point guard like top two <laughs> top 10 player all time yeah i don't even think you can argue he's not top two point guard now but a top 10 all time i don't know i th- but like on point guard side i think you can only ar- argue magic and like that's even top. like that honestly steph has an argument against him so it's like I don't know who else you'd argue over, Steph. Magic got more accolades and stuff. Yeah, he has more championships, I think. Right? No, like they both have floor. Steph, yeah. Uh, I think he has more MVPs. Steph has two. I think Magic, Magic has five titles, right? I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> That's a good question. We have the power to do this. <laughs> Are you eating chicken nuggets? Chicken tenders. From where? The bag in my freezer <laughs> from Tyson. <laughs> True. Just, I didn't get to eat dinner. I worked all day. So he, he's a five-time champ, three-time MVP. So that's more. Yeah, I think I think Magic is still safely. I mean, barring something unforeseeable. And the three <laughs> Finals MVPs. Yeah. Barring Steph Curry pulling off the second, the greatest second half of a career ever. I don't think he's going to surpass Magic. Yeah. Um, so. Top 10 is an interesting getting... argument. I think he's 
Uh, I think he's top 10. I mean, if you put Magic top 10 and we're just arguing, like we're kind of arguing, like if if say he say he might he could be one spot above him, like as in like he could be like eleventh or like twelfth, and that make a lot of sense to me right now. Is he Magic better than John Stockton? He's though with uh with the yeah. team playing on is pretty impressive. Is he better than John Stockton? Yeah. Is he better than Allen Iverson? Yeah. Is he better well, than Allen Isaiah? Iverson, but Allen Iverson's not in the top twenty all time debate. Is he better than Isaiah Thomas? Yeah. Yeah. Steph, yeah. I think that's interesting. I think Isaiah yeah. Thomas is initially um, Steph did more for sure. I think Isaiah Thomas is a little bit overrated, to be honest. I don't even think Isaiah, Isaiah might have one MVP or maybe not even any. I think Steph individually is like crazy better. I don't think Isaiah has any MVPs. But Isaiah is legendary. He's probably like, I don't know. Yeah. I think, no. I think, I think Isaiah versus I think Isaiah versus like Chris Paul is good. Is Isaiah is a. 12-time All-Star, the assist champion in 84-85, the two-time NBA champ, uh, five-time All-NBA. Yeah, no MVPs. Finals MVP. That's why I think him versus like someone like Chris Paul would be a good debate in the end. Oh, he clears Chris Paul by a mile. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think if you look at all uh, Chris Paul's individual numbers, it's going to be better. Like, what, Isaiah only have five All-NBAs? Yeah. I think yeah. that Chris Paul is going to have more. So, like, and that means you're he wasn't the top three guard in more than five years. Mm-hmm. No, but he he, he, he was he definitely was. I think uh, it was a little bit more stacked back in the eighties too with guards. I mean, Magic. Well, no, they didn't play in the same conference. Well, they put. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it, it, Magic, and then they went right into. I mean, but Chris Paul has eleven All NBAs. Five time assist champ, twelve NBA, twelve All Star, six times Steel champ, nine time All All Defense. I feel like Chris Paul is definitely close to him. How many chips? <laughs> but again, that's that's. I mean, that's tough though. I, I think that Chris Paul is better individually. This is ring culture, Jacob. Ring culture. I know. Well, yeah, right? but Isaiah Isaiah bad won two, Pistons. and he was the MVP for one of them. So it wasn't it, like he just like. It was the bad boy Pistons though? Like they're, I don't. Yeah. Yeah, it was him and Pippen. I think he I mean not Pippen, uh, fucking Well, uh, I think I'm I'm giving him I'm giving those chips a lot of credit because it may I'm saying it makes up for the six all NBA discrepancy, you know. The fact that yeah, I mean the fact that I really hold a lot of stock in those those Pistons championships because they snuck to. Like they snuck to right in there between Jordan and the Magic and Bird era and like you know, Hakeem right era, and then right before the Jordan era. Yeah, they 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 really like they battled some hard fucking all time teams, mm-hmm. and and they were in the Eastern Conference Finals like every year almost with that with Isaiah. They had their window, and they they took advantage of it, and they capitalized when the shot was there. They took it. But <clears throat> I I I could see the argument. I think Curry's just for how he's changed the game alone. Not to mention the championships, the MVPs. Gameplay-wise, it hurts your brain to think how much Curry's changed it. Like it really He's hurts revolutionized the game. <laughs> it, it really like you start the it kind of it's almost like thinking about space. You're like, it's just too much. You're like, holy crap, yeah. Like forever, we're just gonna like. It, it might have happened eventually anyway, but he'd have like he was the person who ushered it in. That's for sure. Mm. Like it's just crazy. Everyone's just shooting from so far now. I feel like he was. 
the first person to make it his game, his like style, basically. Like some people would do it in desperation, but nobody shot threes the way he does. He does it like on purpose. Like that's I mean, he may not have invented it. it you, like, I don't know. Maybe he, he has an argument for him about it. He perfected it. There'll yeah. never be another person better than him at the, what he does, which everybody I, in the league tries to do. Who's not a big, you know? I don't think he perfected it first, though. Who did? I think it was probably Ray Allen or Reggie Miller. Those are the first guys to ever really use the three-point line as a weapon, and then he just decided to take it to another level with the high-paced offense that there are now. Yeah, but I don't think Ray Allen and Steph Curry do the same thing like at all. <laughs> like Steph's holding the handling the ball. Well, back when Ray Allen was on the Celtics, <clears throat> yeah, I remember Ray Allen on the Celtics when he was a, a spot-up shooter. Well, it's not even a spot-up shooter; he's running off the screens and everything like that, like Kyle Korver does. But that's how we remember. But when he was on the Bucks, he was dominating people. But Steph's still doing it at 36, and Ray Allen was uh, retired at this point, I think. Mm-hmm. So he was, he was either, It was either that he was, or he was still collecting chips on the Heat. <laughs> yeah, also, uh, there's also like the fact that the new science nowadays and everything that, that you can play longer without the advances in science and taking care of your body. When back in the day, you couldn't do that. Well, like, you I say that, but Thomas's career wasn't very long, right? Because he was always injured and fucked up his ankle and put up 45 on a sprained ankle in the playoffs one time. Like, he, yeah, played, nine, all, like, he played 979 games, which doesn't seem like a ton. They no. were all in like Converse back then, basically. Like, 12 like, seasons, maybe? He played until he was 32. Yeah, retired at 32. Like, it's that's early retirement. Like, nowadays, you got guys on the bench at like 36. Like, Jeff Green's still playing in the league. The LeBron of I mean, LeBron. But yeah, also, like, Steph Curry's like career was, like, marred by injuries. <laughs> like, the first two seasons of his career were, like, he didn't even play. Who, Isaiah? No, Steph. Yeah, he had a fucked yeah. up ankles. Yeah, that's that actually crazy thing. how he's, like, that act, That didn't haunt him, really, which is kind of awesome. That's like, how he fell to the Warriors. That's how they got him, because of the ankle problems. I know, that's... Hmm. Montellis, <laughs> remember those days? Him and Montellis were running like the first uh, two scoring guard um, lineups that we would ever seen. That was yeah, fun. I love Monta. He was fun everywhere he went. He was a bucket. That Brandon Jennings and Monta team was fun. What is Isaiah Thomas's nickname? Z plural. Zeke. Yeah, Zeke. that's all. Right. Zeke's yeah. number one. Oh, he's got a couple weird ones. I know that. Can you get another one? Isn't another one like sugar or something like that? No. Something stupid. Probably. The baby-faced assassin. He still does look like a giant baby. Yeah, he's he a good-looking guy. Um, Tuss. T-U-S-S. Tuss. Might be his <laughs> middle name or something like that. And pocket, and pocket magic. That seems like wildly disrespectful. To yeah, is he just like you can fit him magic in a, in a, when you played at the same time as magic. That seems wild disrespectful. Yeah, Isaiah, like Isaiah's middle name is Lord. Why the fuck would you ever change it to Isaiah? I'd be fucking call me Lord, motherfucker. Lord Tom, Isaiah Lord Thomas the Third. Yeah, how is that not his nickname? The Lord. It's big fire. Hmm. We got guys in the league called Precious now. First name, not a nickname. And <laughs> they're not even that good. No, he's not bad. He's he's not bad. He's just a role player. Well, I mean, maybe he ends up on the Celtics. Who, Precious? 
know. He's on, he's gonna he plays like valuable minutes for the Knicks now. Yeah, he, the Knicks are nasty with him. Yeah. They don't have a center. I mean, they have Hartenstein, but with Mitchell Robinson out. And he's injured as hell all the time, man. He's like Rob Williams, but like doesn't get shit on for it like Rob did. <laughs> that wasn't. That's an interesting storyline we missed out on this year. How Rob was going to do in a different system. I think you would have been screwed in that system. There's no real point guard over there. Well, we're gonna find out. We're gonna find out next year. Hopefully Honestly, not the real point guard. Remind me on my birthday. I'm gonna blow my my wishes for him. They have Scoot Henderson. Yeah, I'll do. Yeah, but isn't he averaging like four assists a game or something like that? Like he's not like no Scoot's been trying to figure out the game. I don't think it would have been fun for Rob to watch a a rookie try and figure out the game while you're wide open for lobs. And if you watch if you watch them ever, like Anthony is just kind of like an ISO god. He's he's kind of perfect for this for what's going on. Like Anthony's, I I don't I don't know if he's he would be that good on a really winning team. He's just kind of like Cam Tam Cam Thomas on like steroids when it comes to like. He's just Emery's so good, and he's tall. He's but he's just kind of he the way he plays right now is because he's on a bad team and he's just kind of going nuts like ISO. Yeah, because you can. Yeah. <laughs> they have Aiden. Just yeah, Rob would have been losing out on minutes to dominate Aiden over there. I'd play him together. Yeah, I mean, how good of a passer is Aiden? Is he is he any good at that? I would hope so. He's a fucking number one overall pick. I I don't. Think he yeah, is, dude. but you know what he said. Did you hear the quote that he had the other last week? He said, "I'm a max player. I don't have anything left to prove to anybody." So, like, dude, you're averaging like ten and fucking nine as a fucking number one overall pick. Like, what are you talking <laughs> about? You have nothing to prove. You're a max player. You're a max I appreciate player. the confidence. <laughs> no, I hate the confidence. <laughs> you want you got to be hungry and want more. Imagine if Jalen Brown this year was like, "Nah, I'm a max player. I don't need to prove anything." Like he yeah. stepped up his game tremendously. This yeah, year. he did. He did. <laughs> Dude, Aiden down, but you can just say his game to game play is just through the roof. Aiden's averaging thirteen point eight and ten. Yeah, he's averaging a double double. I mean, that's not a max player in my books, but Rudy Gobert got paid. Hardenstein averaging. That's different though. <laughs> Rudy's Rudy's different. Aiden doesn't even play defense. Yeah, I was saying Isaiah Hardenstein. I was even saying Rudy. Like Rudy's a different animal. You can't put yeah, he's off. like the, he's honestly one of the only players in the league where you look at their stats and it's not really real. Hardenstein's averaging six point nine nice and eight point eight rebounds a game with two assists. Yeah, not, so I get seven and nine from fucking Isaiah Hardenstein for what like five million dollars a year. Or I can pay a max player to get me twelve and ten. Like. One one thing that's cool about this Trailblazers team is they have that random guy that they found that's like been really good for them. Like his name's like Duop Reef. Did you see that? Duop. Oh yeah. Duop Reef. Yeah. Yeah, he's like they like picked him up, and I think he's like not even from America, and they and he he wasn't even he didn't go to he might not even like been really like on the draft board, and he kind of just showed up out of nowhere through their G League system. And yeah, he's averaging nine and four, which is kind of good for a random rookie they just picked up out of like literally nowhere. Yeah, them them finding that's pretty good because Scoot hasn't been what they needed him to be so far. He hasn't been efficient at all. Isaiah Hartenstein's at, uh, getting paid nine million dollars this year, nine point two million. Yeah, honestly, like if you're gonna put up the numbers comparatively, I'd rather pay Hartenstein because Aiden's apparently a ball stopper and he's not giving you that much more. He's also he on a lot of better of a team. Vibe killer though, like Aiden's just a vibe killer it seems. 
Yeah, he can't even get out of his own driveway because it's too much ice. <laughs> no, well, that's a, yeah. You don't have that problem with Isaiah Hardenstein. You know he lives in like an apartment complex or something. That's <laughs> <laughs> an insane fucking. Also, like Hardenstein's numbers are like going to be down because he plays with Julius Randle and he played with um, R.J. Barrett and um, Brunson. So he's not even getting like uh, he's not even not involved. anymore. Now it's O.G. who's actually great for them. And, and it's O.G. now too, so he's not even involved in their offense. He's just getting everything off of rebounds, basically. No, whenever you watch the Knicks, like he's kind of just an energy guy. That's just like, yeah, very good at that. He was like, a, he's like, um, like a Leon Poe almost. Yeah. Not really running shit for him, but he's gonna go get his. A taller one. Why the Much fuck did I see his points per game stats? Pissing me off. Whoa. Oh, here we go. Never mind. Sorry. He's a you know block, a steal. Let's see. Dominating. I think Aiden gets paid a lot, though, too. Blocking the steal is pretty good, too, for Hardenstein. Aiden's averaging 13.8 in 10 boards, and I'll round up two assists, 1.6 assists. He's averaging one steal and a, a shade under one block. He's 0.7 blocks, so... Again, he's like I said, bang for your buck worth. I'd probably take Hardenstein. He's getting, to... he's getting paid fucking. Thirty million. It gets paid a lot. He's getting paid by. Uh, it says the Phoenix Suns are paying him thirty million this year. Thirty-two million. Yeah, so. <laughs> Thirty-two million dollars for like four more points and two more boards. What a, what a bad deal for the Suns. <laughs> What's the efficiency? <laughs> free throw. He's an 80% free throw shooter, which is shocking. Who is, Hayden? Yeah. He's a nice touch. He's got a nice little mid-range jumper. Like, I don't... He 55? 56% from the field? Oof. As your center? He's a Maybe. center. Because <laughs> he takes a lot of, like, middies and stuff. Like, he, he, I think that was one of, like, the, the struggles with him is that he doesn't play, like, as strong as he can. Yeah, Hartenstein's 61% field goal percentage, 33% from three, a 70% free throw shooter. Yeah, he's just very serviceable, which is what they need. Hmm. I suppose hot of a take as you're going to get out of me with all the NBA that I watch is that I'd rather have Isaiah Hartenstein than dominating on my team. I mean, for the price, yeah, you can't, you, you're not wrong. We'd hard, like, I would take. Hardenstein over Aiden on our team, that's for sure. He still is 25 years old. I mean, dude, you're 25. He's been in the league since he was 19. You're six years into your your NBA contract, and you haven't been able to figure it out yet. Yeah, but, like, was Tatum... nothing left to prove? Was, well, that's crazy. <laughs> but is Tatum... It was, like, was Tatum who he was going to be at 25? No. No, but you saw the progression every single year. You haven't seen any progression from Aiden. Well, well did make that, you did make a finals. Is adding no, like finals. No, <laughs> D Book was going crazy with that team. Well, yeah, I just don't think he's going to be getting better. Like he doesn't really seem like a good. He's a good attitude right now. Maybe well, someone you, you have nothing left to prove. You're not going to get better next year. Well, that's Maybe insane. I can't believe up. you said that shit. Someone has to shake him up. <laughs> like a, like a KG very needs, large human being. <laughs> KG needs to grab his shoulders and just be like, ah. He needs to get back on the fucking roids. That was when he was good. 
He's he's his comparison scores are he's compared through five seasons to Mitchell Robinson. That's his equal. Mehmet Oker, Caldwell Jones, Tom Owens, Jamal McGlure, Jonas Valanciunas, Brad Daugherty, Daugherty, Jared Allen, and Ray Felix. That's like the closest comparison. Jonas, I mean, if he ends up being Jonas, that'd be not good for a number one pick, but Jonas is better than him right now, at least. I mean, you have Jared Allen. I mean, yeah, Jared Allen. But I mean, like, those guys also, like, a lot of those guys you mentioned have great defense. Yeah, I don't think he has a great defense. I mean, if he ended up being Brad Doherty, that'd be, I think that'd be it. Yeah, Brad Doherty would have been really good for a long time if he didn't get injured so much. Five time All Star. Yeah. Aiden, yeah, the thing is, Aiden doesn't like like Aiden's attitude problem. Kind of feeds into the fact he's not good at defense because he kind of doesn't give effort there. Yeah. Also, Brad Darty has the most smooth voice of all time. I've never heard it. Southern drawl. They have him on ESPN every once in a while. Well, they used to, anyways. I'm sure spot. I have heard it, but I haven't. I know, can't recall it. I think he calls uh, um, college games now or something too. Yeah, I think that might be where I I heard him. Yeah, I think he does like I don't know what conference he does because I know all those guys usually stay in conference, but. He's pretty good. I like him. Can you guess what his nickname is? Uh, the Big Dipper? No, close. <laughs> oh, God. What is it? <laughs> the Big Dookie? <laughs> oh, is he, because he went to Duke? He went to UNC. fucking <laughs> hell. <laughs> Big Dookie. And it's spelled like D-U-K-I-E. Also, Hooch, <laughs> which Maybe is a sick nickname. out of Duke every year, so they called him the Big Dookie. <laughs> Big Dookie. He, born, he is from he's from North Kakalaki. All right, shall we do this? Welcome to another episode of the Banner Report podcast, starring Cody Adams and Steve Crowley. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Banner Report podcast, starring your hosts, me, Cody Adams, him, Jacob Pierce, and Steve Crowley taking a delicious sip of a Perrier. Liquid death. Liquid death. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, no free ads. We're I'm coming to fancy. <laughs> <laughs> we're coming to you live on February 6, 2024. Happy Black History Month to everybody out there. Uh, the Celtics are your league best, 38 and 12, coming off a homestand or in the middle of a homestand. How are we feeling? I'm feeling good. I like that uh, Jacob quick counts you in. <laughs> it really keeps you on your toes. Yep. <laughs> like, uh, who's that pitcher that used to pitch for the Giants? Who used to do all the funky shit where you would like turn and face the second baseman for like thirty seconds and then throw it. Uh, oh, was Tim Lincecum. Uh, or was it Madbomb? He was nice with it. Brad Wilson. No, uh, I don't remember the guy's name. Bumgarner was a was a crazy guy. This is a this is a basketball podcast. So I'm getting off track here. Celtics look good. A couple stinkers in there, but you know that's bound to happen in January. Like tonight. Yeah, it's uh the season's getting a little more. We're we're getting to the end here. <laughs> you know of the regular season. February is a bit sparse in terms of games after the the slog that January was. It was you know back to backs, four game weeks for the Celtics. It's uh really we're reaching a, a some levity here in the schedule. But uh, let's recap what happened last week. The Seas, they beat the, Pel- the Pelicans at home 118 to 112. They handled the Pacers on the second night of a back-to-back, 129 to 124. And then the stinker, like you said, Steve, 
the shorthanded Lakers, that means no Anthony Davis and no LeBron James came in and they smacked the Celtics 114 to 105. But we welcomed Marcus Smart back to the Garden. Uh, unfortunately, the the Wizard the, the Wizards the Grizzlies season is down the tubes. Everybody's hurt, including Marcus. He didn't play, um, and we basically beat a G League team 131 to 91. Um, what what are your takeaways from some of these games? I don't know, like. Well, I was gonna say with Steve, you said like a couple stinkers, but like it's kind of funny how like we're in such a good spot that like there's even negative. Like it was just three and one stretch. It's pretty pretty darn. I'm pretty happy with that at least. I wish we didn't lose to the Lakers. It should have been four zero, but it's funny how good we are. Like that. Like we just expect to go four zero. Like and we in the first two games are pretty damn solid. Like I mean the the Pelicans are and Pacers are both playoff teams most likely. So yeah. So it's like I mean. The the Pelicans game, I felt like, uh, who who particularly went off? Was that a Jalen game? Those I believe Tatum taking over in the end in the fourth quarter. One of those games, he had thirty eight, right? Yeah. Right now, can't remember. Good, good. Where's Celtics podcast? Don't know what we're talking about. I mean, that's four games ago. I was listening to it on the radio. I didn't even get to watch it. So the Pacers game was elite. It was it was honestly wicked fun. That in the like the Steve, you weren't watching live, right? I wish you saw the Kata moment live. That oh, I, I legitimately I yelled. Oh no, I think actually I did see that one. I did see that one. Yeah, yeah. that was a guy, one. It was a double, like it was a double jump ball in a row, and it was just like yeah. a. I think we were <laughs> like tied. the first one so bad. <laughs> I, I think we were like tied too, at that time, so it was pretty damn emotional. Like everyone was just screaming, and then he had like another good moment too, right after. That was solid. It was a solid win and a pretty close ending. Yeah, you're seeing Kata get a lot of minutes here, um, which I think is good. I'm a fan of that. He's uh, We have a text, a group chat, and we were talking about, uh, I think it was the Lakers game, and I, I said early they, they just don't, they don't have it, and uh, the very hot take, they struggle against long teams. <laughs> Pause. But – you know, there are losses this year to the Lakers, the Clippers, the Nuggets, the, the Timberwolves, the Bucks. Like, these teams are big teams. We we just have a hard time with size. And, Steve, you, you brought up the point where, you know, it's not necessarily the size tonight. It's more an effort and uh, effort thing. They they weren't putting any in, in, in any effort. But when Nemes Keita came into that game – he sort of took over, and the, that that lead the Lakers had built had you know gotten smaller and smaller as as he kept hustling on the boards, and you know he just I think he made a high energy impact, and he he sort of like tried to shoot a bolt of lightning into the Celtics who were dead on arrival that that night. Um, so I'm a fan of Kata getting minutes. I don't know how much more we're gonna see of him considering the the deadline, the buyout markets this week um but i think he's a good little a good not little he's huge good lightning rod player like you know he can he can give you some high energy and effort out there and i that was a huge takeaway i took away from this week yeah he's on a a two-way contract so we can just stash him in the g league until next year if we do make a, a trade for another big this year and we have the roster spot available for him so can we can... send them down? I thought there was. Isn't there a deadline to send guy that guys no. down or up? No. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's like fifty something games. 
played. It's not it's not like for him to play, not for the Celtics to play. Okay. So like he could be on the the, the team until the end of the season, but you can't play him in the playoffs if you don't sign him to to a full time uh, contract. So coming up at the trade deadline, if we don't pick up a big, then we can elevate him to the to the uh, full time contract, and he'll be available for the playoffs for us. Yeah. Which will be big because I really like him. I think he brings a lot of energy, a new look. Um, we don't have we don't I shouldn't say we don't have a lot of hustle guys because we do, but like not a lot of not a ton of them that, that are coming with the kind of energy that he does. Yeah. And that impact position like he has like. You got like Brissett and you got Stevens, but they're not going to get a lot of minutes because you got Brown and Tatum, and they're also fighting with the guards with Drew and Derek. Yeah. But Kata can actually get minutes on this team, and he's an impact when he's in there. Would so well? I guess we'll get to it later. But speaking of all-time hustle guys, uh, the best one in my lifetime, uh, Marcus came back in an emotional return. There was a tribute. Gorman was choked up on the mic. You know, just uh, it was a love fest all around because you know he wasn't playing. I'm sure Marcus, when when he gets when he's playing, even against if he's playing the Celtics, he's gonna give you a Marcus Smart game. He's gonna try and get in your head and die for balls and you know play hard nosed defense. But you know, I, I he came back. I I really I was like choked up when they when they played <laughs> that tribute, and I I was like, man, I think he would be like a really good fit on this team on the Celtics team, like, on the bench, if he could be, like, your second point guard, man, like, you, you clock out Drew Holiday and Derek White clock out there. They're going to get some some rest on the bench, and then Marcus Smart's checking in to, to guard you. You're like, oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, but, you know, obviously he's got a big contract, and we did draft him, though, right? Yeah, so we, we could uh, – can't we pay, overpay to get him? No, you'd have to still be under. You have to overpay him on an extension to keep him. Oh, because we traded him away. Damn. Maybe we could get him late into his career. I would like to see him make a return, man. I he's just like one of my favorite players of all time. Love, like when he retires, just sign him to like a a one day contract and retire to Celtic. Yeah, I just don't see what good he's gonna do for that Grizzlies team. I I, I don't know what the Grizzlies are at a weird are on a weird I think, timeline. The Grizzlies healthy, I think he'd make a big impact on that team. Yeah, I mean, the starting lineup is Ja, him, Bane, Triple J, and Steven Adams. Like, uh, uh, really good defenders. Well, no, Steven Adams got traded. Yeah, for right. like, for like Brandon Clark. Before it was Steven Adams, and that would have been a really uh, good defensive team. I, yeah, I wonder what they're doing. They might be like, tr- they might be trying to. I mean, Steven Adams is going to play this year. Maybe they're trying to like tank this year and get a. Get a good pick or something. I don't even know. Yeah, definitely. They're full. They're definitely folded up for the year. I mean, do you saw the team they dragged out there? They had two players <laughs> yeah. on their um on their roster. The rest of them were all like two way players and like ten days. Okay. They were missing thirteen guys against the Celtics. <laughs> they started a guy who was five foot eight uh, in an NBA game, and it wasn't Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> He actually was not. He was not bad. You're talking about um, what's his name? Jacob Gilliard. Gilliard, yeah. He was a he bucket. Steph Curry the next night, I think. Yeah, well, Steph Curry stinks, so that's okay. No, he doesn't. <laughs> um, yeah, we could talk about the Grizzlies a little bit more. I just don't think they're gonna win anything with those two get with a team nucleus of uh, Triple J and John Morant. I don't think that's winning you anything. Yeah, yeah it makes not- me 
Yeah, I, I mean, mean they'll make some. They weren't they the one seed like a few years ago or last year. Last year, yeah. But then, I mean, they're not better than the Nuggets. They're not better than the Celtics. Yeah, but they were one seed, and then didn't John Morant get suspended at the end of last year? Not in the playoffs. After. No, he got hurt in the playoffs. That's what it was. In like the first round, he got hurt again. So that's the problem is that they keep getting hurt. I don't know who, I don't know what deal they made with the devil, but it's coming back to bite them because Jesus Christ, to have 13 guys in your injury report on one night, I've never seen anything like that. That's a full roster on an injury report. <laughs> Bane was having a positive year, like almost of growth, and then he got injured too. Like Bane, Bane was kind of a spot, like they were obviously still wicked bad, but he was kind of doing well, like for a little, and then. I, I know he's injured for sure because he's my he was my second highest point earner on uh fantasy, and he's been out for six weeks and and Bede's my number one so I'm oh I adios my ears my yeah my area was already over but man not <laughs> really over <laughs> um yeah so if I'm the if I'm the Grizzlies I can seriously consider maybe going in for something else i don't know maybe build I'm around job this year so you're gonna have another guy to build around i guess so I isn't very good but yeah no. i mean there's not but there's not gonna be another good one next year either right i, I hear like the next few drafts are gonna suck next one you got like cooper flag and all that coming in they're they're in like a really tough spot right now because they're a small market and they're like kind of wasting their like years of like these guys being on a, a contracts they can afford and yeah. it's, gonna, it's well, like Part of it's not their fault, though, because part of it's just oh, yeah, no, it crazy yeah. injuries. So it's, it's terrible luck for that. that and Ja, and Ja just being Ja, too, getting suspended. It's not only the injury, he was suspended for 25 games this year. Yeah, 25 games, you come back and then you immediately get hurt and know for the rest of the year. Like, Jesus Christ. And what's his thing? A wrist injury, right? A shoulder, I think. Oh, shoulder? Okay. He's, he's yeah. in a sling. That's what I remember. Surprised it's like the rest of the year, honestly. Well, it might not have been serious enough to keep them out for the year, but they might just be doing it because the season's already gone. Yeah, they're folding up. That 25-game suspension killed them. Yeah, and even after he came back, by the time he got injured, they were so far below everybody that it was like, why are we going to force this guy back? Yeah. Hey, man, maybe, maybe they draft the rookie of the year. You never know. It could happen. Like, I mean, I mean we, have a good draft. guys like Wembenyama, I mean, I hadn't heard of him until – last year like the year he came into the draft so maybe not that there's a women yama in this draft but i don't know guys come out of nowhere in in this pre-draft season but we'll see one more thing i had about that uh that grizzlies game that i thought was pretty funny was that the Celtics were still going through their process on the offensive end like they were still trying to hunt mismatches with jason tatum even though he's playing against g-leaguers like they were trying to get Jacob Gilliard on Jason Tatum, like a five foot eight guy on the best offensive player, like a top five offensive player in the league. Yeah, I just thought that was pretty funny that they're still going through their processes, even though there was really no point for them to, because they could have just got whatever they wanted, and they could have just kept throwing the ball to fucking Porzingis, who was a foot and a half taller than the next closest guy on the Grizzlies the whole night. So it was just kind of funny that they were still even trying to attack mismatches when their whole game was a mismatch yeah yeah there was not nobody on the floor that could compete with our bench even so there was a bad man i love joe yeah i do i do really this season made me tur- turn around on him a lot not that i disliked him but it made me really buy into to him as a he's good coach a young coach too he could be really good like he's really young in his career i'm glad we're giving him some time like and he's yeah. it's such a good team to like use obviously yeah he, he was handed the keys to a ferrari and he hasn't crashed it yet 
No, we're the best team in the league. <laughs> exactly. See what other coaches have done with that over the years. I mean, definitely. Look at Milwaukee. Mm, exactly. The players seem to really like Joe. Like, like I sent the Instagram of, oh no, the Twitter of uh, Chris Stapps going to his jujitsu class. Like, they seem to really like him. Yeah. Because he's They're their old. age. <laughs> Like, I mean, honestly, yeah. He's like, isn't Al, isn't Al older than him? Al is definitely older than him, yeah. <laughs> Al's 37. I think Missoula's 35. Yeah, that's so, I remember, that's so funny. It's got to be funny for LeBron to talk to fucking Joe, because it's like, yo, I was like <laughs> seven, and then you were just born. <laughs> yeah, literally. I was, uh, I was hooping in the backyard, and you were still sucking on a bottle. <laughs> Joe was just doing math and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Um, multiplication tables and you fucking just figured out how to walk <laughs> we're coming up here on the uh, trade deadline it's on Thursday at 3pm this week uh, it seems like there's going to be a, uh, a slow deadline you know it's not going to be a lot of big splashes made uh, Zach Levine he was probably going to be the biggest splash of the deadline is he the the Bulls shut it down for the season. He won't be traded because he's injured. Um, but and you have teams like the Celtics where they're cash strapped and they don't want to screw up screw up anything. Uh, so they're not going to probably make any moves outside of the buyout market. Uh, I'm just not. What do you think the Celtics do much here? Jacob did all the research on it today. I'm sure he probably has a better idea of what's going on. I mean, I don't think we do anything, which is nice. I think the most realistic option is we just get Quieta, but it'd be nice if we got like a low key big third bench or something. But yeah, yeah I, I think we just like him so much recently. I, I kind of don't think we could get anything better than him. Let's uh, I'll th- let me throw some names out to you, and I want you to give me uh, your analysis on if they would fit with this team, if you like them for this team, and, and for the, from the buyout market. Uh, Mike Muscala, retread. Mm-hmm. What do we think? Who's he playing over? You're gonna you're gonna fill a roster spot for insurance, and if you have to break that glass to get him out of there, then you're pretty screwed, anyways. He's like Al Horford insurance. I yeah. Well, I think he was better on a team who was really way needed, way more needed on a team without Kristaps when we needed bit more big shooting. I just feel like I feel like we need someone more like energy, like Keita for for that role. Rebounding really. Yeah, that's. I think we feel like rebounding is what we need. Rebounding and defense. If it's I'm kind gonna of get... like a way worse version of way way worse version of Chris Tabs, basically. Let me let me throw another name at you then. Uh, Andre Drummond. <laughs> if he gets bought out, I mean, even if he doesn't get bought, out, he makes three million dollars a year. You can get him in the TPE if you wanted him that bad. But you got to also figure Andre Drummond. Hey, you're going to be the third center. You're not really going to play. And is he going to be okay with that and not cause problems in the locker room? Well, he's the second center in Chicago. I mean, he had a twenty twenty game this year. He's not going to. He's he might have a, a five and five game if he comes to the Celtics. Yeah, I mean, he but he 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 meets those two things. It's interesting. Defensive rebounds. If he's down to ring chase, man, maybe. I would. I would. I would like to see Drummond get some looks. I'd also like to see this guy get some looks. Kelly Olynyk. Yeah, that'd uh, be so. That'd be funny. Uh, they have to get bought out. And uh, who knows if they're actually going to buy him out? He's over on the Jazz, right? Yep. I think, I think the Jazz like, should trade him. Gonna buy him out. They probably, if they're going to get rid of him, they're going to trade him because he's. he's get, yeah, but what do you get? What do you like? What's his market? <laughs> you can only trade him if he's value, like valued. 
Yeah, you can get a couple second rounders or something like that for him. I mean, from better. who though? I think they're going to trade in general though, so he could just be in trades, you know. Yeah, I mean, plus like there's enough random teams around. Like the Lakers are going to try and do something. Like he's also getting paid twelve million a year. He's he's got a weird salary where it's not a lot, but it's not small enough. It's movable for most teams. Not for, for Celtics. Yeah, well, yeah. All, of our, all of our money is tied up in big names. The only guys that are low, or mid to low um, contracts is Allen and Pritchard. You can't really trade either of those. If you wanted them, you could trade Pritchard and you could stack like three or four other guys, but then you have to get another team involved because a team can't take on more players than they're going to fit in their roster. So if you wanted to trade straight up to get Olenek, you'd have to trade like four guys and then they'd all have to get fucking waived once they got over to Utah, and why is Utah going to do that? Like, the money's still going to be tied up, and you're not going to have any players. What about uh, DeLon Wright? I don't know much about DeLon Wright. Isn't he just a defender? Like, kind is of he just... old? Is he even old? He's. Th- I mean, all these players are 30 or above. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I feel like DeLon Wright, I feel like, I don't know. I, I feel like we still would need like more of a rebounder. He's a tall guard. He would eliminate the problem of Pritchard being, you know, a zilch on defense and too short to take it inside against all yeah. our teams. Stop him from getting hunted on, uh, in, the, in the playoffs, yeah. But can he score enough to stay out there? That's the thing. Can he score enough to – that's – that's the, Huh? Is he a good enough shooter to spread the floor for the rest of the guys? Let's, look, up, let's look at his numbers. And is he, like, a special kind of defender, too, or is he just kind of a mid-defender and it's just kind of like getting a name on the team? DeLon Wright, he's averaging 4.4 points a game, two boards, and three assists on 38% from the field, 39% from the field, 38% from three. So he can shoot. I mean, it's just kind of a weird pickup. It's like another Pritchard where he's kind of streaky. Just a little bit better of a defender. Yeah, he. I mean, he's the. This is the thing. He's six foot five. That's helpful. That yeah, helpful. <laughs> that's the difference. That's the game. Like that's the game breaker. Yeah, that's why Jay Gilliard's not a starter on any teams because he's five foot eight. <laughs> um, there's another name on there. He's probably going to get traded, but I I looked at le- names potentially for the the buy. Out market and Gordon Hayward came up. Uh, I can't have him on the team. He'd be expensive, right? Um, well, not if he gets bought out. Oh yeah. The thing is, with when you're a second apron like we are, um, you can't sign anybody in the buyout market that makes more than the mid level exception. And the mid level exception is twelve point four million. How do they? Twenty eight million. So even if he gets bought out, you can't legally sign him onto your team. Wow. So his salary that that got bought out that's nullified is held against you, the team. Yeah. Unless it's like a below a mid-level exception. If you're above the second apron, which we are, like substantially. It's just another way that the NBA is trying to punish you for being so far above the uh the apron and stop these teams like like back when guys used to get bought out and they were really good players, and they would just go ring chase and go to like the Warriors or whatever, and they would end up with like or like Lamarcus Aldridge went to somebody at the end of his career to try and get a ring after he got bought out by uh, the Spurs. They're trying to stop that stuff from happening, basically. So it's kind of a shit position for us to be in, but uh, it kind of makes sense, too, for the league. The Champagne problem. What about uh, 
Kyle Lowry. <laughs> We'd really be like the Avengers. Like everybody's just trying to like we're we're picking up all the pieces from the teams that have like given us a hard time over the past five years. What the Avengers and fucking he'd be Loki. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fucking a valuable man. member. I'm the first one. The first one's just caused more problems. Yeah, the first one and an endgame is a problem. Hey, I was going to say, it depends on the movie, man. <laughs> he really decides to be a fucker a lot of the time. <laughs> exactly. It'll be a factor one way or the other. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he kicked our ass. I, like, he he rarely turned back the clock last in the Eastern Conference Finals against us. He's just a gamer. I don't even bring that up, man. <laughs> um. You have some. We have some uh, trade targets listed here: Nick Richards, Mark Williams, Lonnie Walker, Chris Dunn, and Jay Sean Tate. Any anything sparking interest there? All those guys fit into the TPE, so you don't have to move anybody off of the team, and you have an open roster spot to take them in. So you can throw some picks at some of those teams if they're trying to sell. I tried to throw in a couple guys of different size. You know, you got a couple bigs in there if you want to strengthen up the front line. You got the guard in there, Lonnie Walker. You can go get his own shot. And Jay Sean Tate's kind of like another O'Shea Brissett kind of clone, but not as good. Interesting. I, I, I think Nick Richards is interesting. I don't think the Hornets would move off of Mark Williams. I know he has a lot of problems, but, you, you know, he, his skill set at seven feet tall is pretty rare. Um, so I think when they want to hold on to him when he gets healthy, for when he gets healthy. Lonnie Walker, I, I like. I just don't know if he moves the needle. Chris Dunn weirdly moves the needle for me. He was in the G League last year, actually. He just came he, back. Wasn't he shoot. on the Celtics, too? Oh, it was a couple years ago. Oh, dude, I think that was back when we had Gerald Wallace on the team still. <laughs> yeah. A lot of these guys are retreads. Like, the names we've talked about. Chris Dunn, you know, Hayward, Muscala, Lenick. Obviously, these guys are all. And Gallinari was another name I was going to talk about that was a retread. I mean, Gallinari's kind of doesn't move the needle for me either. He's gotten slower and worse on defense than he was before the ACL tear. So, yeah, uh, he's a little old for that. It'd be a nice little story, but we're looking for titles, not stories, at this point. Would you be okay if they do nothing? Yeah. Yeah, you're the best record in the league. You're not moving any of your assets, and your your picks coming forward as a second apron team, which is good. You need those picks because that's the only thing that you can really do going forward is make picks. Um, I mean, and you already got the best record. You're just kind of banking on health. And if, with the look ahead, we'll talk about it later. Like, there's a lot of time for us to rest. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, 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 ideally, we need center depth. Not need. Need is uh, not the word. We want center depth and or, like, guard depth. Like tall guard depth, a tall guard or a center that could possibly spread the floor. In in the in the break glass of in case of emergency situation where Porzingis or Al go down. So that's what we're looking for. If I, I fall in line with you guys, if we don't do anything, I'm okay with it too. But uh, let's move on here to other teams, other potential big moves that could shake up the league here. Uh, the one that's catching the most traction is Deontay Murray going to the Lakers. Dejounte, not Deontay. Dejounte Murray going to the Lakers. What do we think? Is that like a foregone conclusion? You got LeBron posting the upside down hourglass memes on Twitter. You know he's done this before. He and 
you know, the it didn't help that they played the Celtics that next game, and basically the entire Lakers team was like, fuck that, I don't want to get traded out of L.A., and decided to show up and show out. But uh, do we think they pulled the trigger on this? Does this make them any better? Some, yeah, definitely makes them better. DeJounte's pretty damn good. Does that take them to the next level? I mean, they, they'd have DeJounte... LeBron, DeJounte would be the third piece of LeBron and AD. I mean, I don't think they'd be like title threats really, but I think they'd be able to make a push like last year maybe where they could like go to contenders and make, make in some, maybe, I mean, not go to contenders. They could probably go to the playoffs, I think, if they do that. It just, because yeah. they did do this last year, same exact thing, honestly, where they shook it up at the deadline when they're really down bad. It honestly probably feels like a similar record too. And they kind of revived it post second half. Do we think they trade LeBron? Or do you think LeBron trades LeBron? No. Neither one of those. Did you see the did you see the thing where after they played the Knicks, he had a Knicks towel wrapped around his neck? He's using the Knicks as leverage against the Lakers. Like, hey, get your shit together. Let's get this going because I can leave whenever I want. I tell you what, I would hate if he got traded to the Knicks <laughs> this season. I would hate it. I would love it. I would buy a Knicks LeBron jersey. That would be so sick. Well, that would be sick, right? It would be good as a fan of the NBA, but as a Celtics fan, I would not like it because that just – the Knicks are actually kind of good. How much would the Knicks have to give up to get LeBron, though? That's the thing. Because, like, you're not just adding LeBron to this Knicks team as it is. You're giving up, like, probably Brunson and Randall to get LeBron. No, you don't give up – you give up Randall. They're not going to take Randall for LeBron. It doesn't matter how much extra shit you throw in there. They're not going to take out with a dislocated shoulder that they already played once. And broke his leg last time he played for them. They're not going to take that back for LeBron, Ramon, James. Well, <laughs> that and a bunch of picks. Oh, fuck the picks. <laughs> well, then the Lakers need like they are. They're at a weird inflection point where they either need to like kind of scrap together as much as they can to get the last the last juice out of LeBron and, and AD together, or they need to just f- fucking push the chips in a, in tank. Also, if you're trading LeBron to the Knicks and you already have AD, why are you going to take Randall and AD? That's going to be the most clogged up, stupid-ass shot-taking team I've ever seen. Well, because you're L.A. still and you have a guy who's in his 20s, you can still build around. Building around Randall doesn't work. <laughs> they tried that or, one. Or at least or at least scrap together a team while you suck, you know, kind of like a, a partial rebuild. Yeah. Yeah, they're L.A. They're, they have to have some sort of player on their team. It's just how they have always been. Yeah. They'll get Levine when he pops out. <laughs> they they can't get him this year. Oh, nobody can have him this year, which is lucky for all the dumbass teams that were thinking about getting him. Because God is he a team killer. Do you think LeBron's a Laker next year? Isn't he up for like fifty something million dollars in the next year of his contract or something? Like I don't think he turns that down. Why is he hurting for money? <laughs> no, but I mean, if you're looking fifty something million dollars in the year. And, who knows, maybe next year he blows out his ACL or something like that, or at the end of this year he hurts himself. Just go act in a movie. Yeah, but I mean, $57 million guaranteed money. I don't think money's a, a factor. I, I think money's like not even a top five factor for him come with his next uh, contract decision. I would say that, but $50 something million dollars is a lot of money, even if Definitely. it's a decision. Well, I, he, also, but, he probably likes being a Laker too. I feel yeah. Like he, that. Like if you like, I think he likes the control. He likes the shine of of being on the Lakers. I think too. Is do you, we think LeBron and AD are Lakers next year? 
It depends how bad this team goes down. If this team flops on its face and there's a play-in tournament team and they don't make it, I think that one of them's getting. I think the ADs get chipped out. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I think LeBron would do that. I don't think that LeBron has a choice in this one. I think that the management's going to see how bad they are and be like, yeah, AD, you're gone. LeBron, if you want to sign again, you can. If not, like you said, we got to rebuild and get something. What do you, this whole, we don't have a choice. LeBron holds all the cards here. No, I'm saying LeBron doesn't have a choice in it because, like, they're just, if if they fall on their face this year, they don't even make it into the playoffs. Like, if they lose in the play-in tournament, yeah, they're not going to run that back again next year. They're not going to get any better. It's not like they had a bunch of injuries this year that held them back. Like, they've been healthy all year long, and they're still a 500 team. Are you going to run that team back again next year to fall in space again and be one year older and one more one year closer to more injuries? If you're the Lakers, would you rather AD or LeBron? You'd rather LeBron. Really? Well, the Lakers, Lakers are also – the thing about the Lakers is that the buses only own the Lakers. That's their only form of income. LeBron, oh, wow. My heart breaks for them. Well, it's not, it's <laughs> like, well, it's not like another team where it's like Wick Grossbeck has got money coming in that he can just throw at a team and sign a max contract player. Like, they can sign max contract players, obviously, but they still need to pay to rent out that stadium in L.A., you know? I don't think they own that. I don't know if they do. I would hate to see LeBron go back to the the Lakers. I don't think they have much of a future. I mean, it's the same. It's the same story with. Although I, the Cavaliers did a pretty good job post LeBron the second time, he sort of just leaves teams and, and he leaves a cavity. Yeah, vacuum. Like they're just a, like he yeah. craters teams out. Yeah. He, he, you build a team around him, and then as soon as he walks out, there's just a big hole in the middle, and there's not a lot of guys that can do what LeBron does on a night to night basis. There's maybe yeah. three guys in the league that can do what he does on a night to night basis. If he wants like to win, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jacob. Go ahead. Let's just say I feel like also as the years go on a team, they're always sacrificing the future more for like to make it last longer too. Like they're always trading their picks, they're always trading their young assets to make it like just one more year of good like of LeBron wanting to stay, and then yeah he leaves and then it's like kaploof. Like oh we didn't we built everything around him like you're saying and everything was temporary. <laughs> like yeah. it was. That's what I was saying. It's like if if they're gonna be shit and fall on their faces here, you don't know if LeBron's coming back next year. You just ship off AD for as much as you can get for him, and then start rebuilding. I don't think LeBron James will win another championship as a max player. I don't think he'll win another championship again, anyways. Because I'm right. gonna go to a place where he's not a max player to be second fill to anybody. Something's gotta something's gotta give. Either LeBron has to accept the fact that he's forty and going or going to be forty, and he's no longer a max player. Still a really good player, still a borderline top ten player. But if you want to win in this league, you need to like at that age, you need to go ring chase. Like, well, LeBron is still playing at close to a max player level of production, but the problem is that like you have to go to a team that knows how to build around you. And the Lakers, world, right? Yeah, yeah. Like you have to go to a competent organization, and the Lakers have not been a competent organization. If I'm LeBron James, I opt out at the end of this year, and I go and I sign for however much money, because I think he could probably get paid however much, yeah. <laughs> to go play with Oklahoma City Thunder. That'd be a fun young team for him to go to. That team is like ready-made. They already have a top 10 player in their, on their team. They have a bunch of young talent. They have another guy in Chet who's a potential stud. 
you know enough pieces around them. That's what I would do. That's just, if I'm play, if I'm playing two K and I want LeBron to win another chip next season, I, I I say adios and I go play in for the Lakers or I ring chase for, with the Celtics or something, you know. But hey, if he went over there too, they have so much stuff that they could trade. They have so many picks and everything that they could trade with no with so much cap space. Yep, they could make another big move and they could have a super team in Oklahoma City. Or he just goes to the Clippers and they have the old man Avengers. <laughs> Jesus Christ! But, but Cody, honestly, yeah, like elite small forwards. <laughs> <laughs> Cody, you're saying that like the it does look like a quiet deadline, but like look at the names that put below too. Like I I feel like the all stars that go at the deadline are always like drama, but I feel like those don't actually end up contributing to a win. It's usually because of a bad situation and it's just like blowing up stuff or like usually sloppy mid like i feel like when kevin durant went to the suns it's like yeah that's that's big time but like it's not like a championship built team just inserting like a you know what i mean i feel like i feel like the ones i listed below like i feel like some of them might actually go crazy if they end up happening like bruce brown to the knicks or Bo, bojan bogdanovich to the knicks i'd hate that yeah that As bruce a Celtics brown, fan. also like damar or buddy of the sixers i've been seeing like that'd be huge for Maxi. Yeah, and they have a lot of picks to trade. And then Brogdon to the Magic, like that could be huge for them. They that could because they they really don't have anyone like Brogdon. What if Brogdon goes to the Knicks? I mean, just I just feel like the they're they're kind of a small team though. Yeah. Because of the injuries, I just feel like the Magic need it because they'd have no small people. But I mean, Brogdon anywhere would be good. He he's pretty good. If but I don't know. But like yeah, I, I don't know the Caruso to the Kings like that could make them pretty damn scary. Yeah, Claxton to the Thunder is another one that I don't like for as a Celtics fan. Yeah, It'd almost be like us getting white. Like I feel like those like role player like insertions can sometimes actually like make a team. I'm not that scary when like a team overhauls their whole team for for a superstar mid year. Yeah, I'm usually like I'm not. I'm assuming that's not going to work usually. But if they're like trading picks for a but someone like Bruce Brown, I'm like, oof. Yeah, that's, a, that's actually more impactful in my opinion. Def- yeah, yeah. I, I mean, the the two moves they happened last year, Kevin Durant to the Suns, right? That was the deadline. Yeah, Kevin Durant to the Suns and Kyrie to the Mavs. Though, I mean, Vegas bought in, or the, the money shifted in Vegas, and their their odds of winning the championship went right up. But I didn't think either one of those moves were gonna make them anything, and they didn't do anything. I mean, the Mavericks didn't even make the playoffs. So, it's always yeah, it's always huge when you have to give up so much of your team for one person, vice or vice versa. Yeah, so and the Suns are in a really bad spot. I think. Yeah, I don't know did what I the hell they them? do. I didn't even put them there, but they need to do something. Yeah, they don't have anything to do. They got no pick. Exactly. Contracts, so there's no point putting them there. They're kind of stuck. You know what's crazy is have you been seeing how good Grayson Allen's been this year for them? Like they've actually been getting crazy production out of him. He's gonna be 50, 40, 90 club this year. Yeah, I think he's like top three in the league in like three pointer percentage this year. So like it's not even like they're not they're getting so they're squeezing a lot out of these guys and they're still like eh. Allen's getting 13 points, four boards, three assists on 51, 52% from the field and 49% from three. Dude, he's going to go 50 49? Yeah, that's <laughs> insane. That's nuts, dude. That's what I'm saying, dude. They're squeezing this much out of people and they're still like whatever. Still mid because they can't stay healthy. 
Yeah, it's kind of, I, I don't know. I, this is the best that ev- anyone could ever get out of Grayson Adams, Allen Iowa. Yeah, I'll say <laughs> confidently. A choir boy over there, too. He hasn't, I haven't heard anything about him hurting nobody or nothing. No, he's, he's, I think he learned his lesson. Hopefully. You know, that shit raises his ugly head. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Playoffs come and he's going to get intense and it's going it, to, he's going to kick someone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot. There's, they were, there are moves to be made. There is gold in them hills somewhere for some teams, but, uh, Nothing, so. nothing like last year's deadline. I don't think. I, like I think stuff does happen. The injuries to the star players this year before the deadline, I think, really killed the the trade deadline because Levine was going to be a big move. I was going to make a big splash for somebody one way or the other, and he's injured, so he's not. Uh, Embiid being hurt now for four weeks. Now the Sixers, they're probably not going to be big buyers at the at the deadline. They're kind of probably going to be out because they're not going to. They're going to have to wait on Embiid to see if it's even worth it. Right, yeah, it feels like the Sixers are probably the Sixers or the Heat are probably. I mean, and the Heat can still do it, but and the Lakers, but the Sixers were probably poised to make a big move this deadline. Yeah, they're gonna try and make some big moves to, to build around Embiid, but if he's gonna be hurt and he's gonna be re- reevaluated in a month, like he's not even gonna be back in a month. Like that's kind of tough to do, especially when you're gonna free fall without him. Yeah, and we can Plus, slide on into that. He, he tore his meniscus. He'll be reevaluated in a month. Are, are they dead in the water? Jacob, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, they. I just. It just seems like an injury that like Joel will have to like. I feel like it's not. It doesn't feel like an injury that he'll just be able to come back spry. I feel like. I feel like he needs like an off season to. I don't even know. I just. I feel like he he needs to rest. Actually, if he tries to come back, I don't think they'd be good for the playoffs anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I even if he does come back and play, he's not going to be the Joel Embiid of last year or this year before he got hurt. You're going to be dealing with a lot of pain with it, too, because from what I understand, the meniscus is like your shock absorber for your knee. And he's a big boy to be putting a lot of a lot of pounding and running on that knee. Like, they're going to take their time with it, I think. Well, if they were smart, they would, you know. Maxie's young, too, so it's not like they're running out of time with Maxie. He's on a good contract. Yeah. Do we think we see a decline in Joel? I mean, he's over 30 now, right? Like, do we think we're starting to see the end here with him? We've been thinking that for years, though, with all the injuries. But then, like, look at last year and look at this year. And this year is even better than he was last year, and he won the MVP last year. I think he's going to have to change stuff. Like, he just – I don't know. He just – he's only played two years – I think he's only played two year game, um, seasons over 65 games. I think he's just going to have to play more, like, chilled play style if he's going to survive, like, a season. I think something has to change. Because, yeah. He's got to talk to LeBron about – like, LeBron knows how to take plays <laughs> off, take parts of the game off. He's got he's to figure out how to do that throughout the game and not go 110 miles an hour the whole game. And he's got to stop fucking falling down, like you said, Jacob. <laughs> it takes <laughs> a lot of to get up off the ground when you're that big and you, you just fall yeah. all the time. I see it all the time. I'm like, how is that? That must fucking hurt. He, Actually, he like, he's only 29, by the way. Yeah, he just had a lot of injuries already at 29. That's kind of crazy. He didn't even play the first year. Yeah. That, the Sixers were doing that a lot. <laughs> they were doing that a lot back in the day. But, yeah, no, it, I don't trust the Sixers to, like you were saying earlier, too, I don't trust the Sixers to, like, actually manage it well either, though. Like, I honestly hope he – I mean, actually, as a Celtics fan, obviously I hope this, but I hope he leaves somehow. I hope they trade him somehow. I don't know. I just don't even tr- – I don't trust – like, I don't think he's going to win much with the Sixers. I don't know. Which I think is exactly why he needs to stay there. Because <laughs> I don't want to see him go anywhere else and win over the Celtics. 
Like you said, you thought he was going to the Knicks, Cody. You think that's uh, still so possible? possible. Yeah. He's going to go there in free agency, you think? I mean, I wouldn't. If I'm the Knicks, I would want him on my team. I'd I'd move heaven and earth to get him and Jalen Brunson together. Yeah. I don't think there's a team in the league that wouldn't enjoy having uh, Joel Embiid on yeah. the team. Yeah. Pretty dominant. <laughs> exactly. I think all 29 other teams would be like, "Yes, please. We'll take. We'll work. We'll work it out." Even the Nuggets. <laughs> yeah. Oh, imagine Embiid and Theo gets together. And they're so good at passing that they can both play at the same time too. Yeah. yeah that's seriously. Like a- that's the thing about Embiid. He there was definitely a questions of like the Harden playmaking going away, but he, I mean they definitely they still didn't match like the highest assists in the league that Harden have had. But I mean Joel Joel definitely got better at passing this year. I, I feel like everybody benefited from Harden leaving, including Harden. <laughs> I know, yeah. That's the thing. That's the thing about Harden. He he kind of like is such a vibe killer that like it actually is great for the team that like he leaves it's kind of a always a mutually beneficial trade it seems <laughs> what's yeah. the uh what's the mutual factor here though doc rivers he he's uh he's the odd man oh uh, well we'll see how he does with the bucks but i mean well i get shit i guess he got he got better off too he went from the the sixers to coaching the bucks in less than a year so good for him everybody worked out everybody left except for joel and every, it all worked out for everybody no, Doc took a little artists. vacation. Doc was just working for ESPN for a little, got a bag, and went went back to coaching a contender. Yeah, I don't think he. Don't he's going to he... uh, <laughs> get a three hundred thousand dollar bonus for coaching the All Star game. Why does he get to coach the All Star game? Why? Did, why is this? Did I miss because, Joe saying no or something? No, yeah. because um, the you can't coach the All Star game back to back years. Oh wow! Yeah, so because like I guess Pat Riley in the eighties and the nineties was coaching the Heat, and they would. Where they he would be the number one seed every year, and he would just coach the All Star game every year. Honestly, though, I think Doc loves it and Joe doesn't. So Doc have at it. Like Doc, Doc will have, Doc will have that, uh, You see that quote I sent you where Joe was uh, was uh, going espionage over here and checking out how players react and how they spend their off time on the other teams and everything like that. Like I think Loki was writing down. I think a little notepad and he's writing shit down. That is true, actually. He, he, yeah, he was like going um, double agent mode. But Doc comes in, he's like what one in three on the Bucks since he's gotten there, and now he's gonna go make three hundred thousand dollars and to go coach the All Star game. And the guy that he he's taking over for is getting fucking kicked in the ass. Like, I don't... he is dirt on the league for sure, man. Do we think? Do you think he's gonna be like? Let's just say things go awful, they'll still make the playoffs, I imagine. But let's say they're in another early exit. Uh, do they stick with him, or know. do they go back into the pool and look for another coach? That pool is just a cesspool, though. That's the problem. There's no good coaches sitting around. <laughs> Dude, what does Giannis do? Is Giannis a well, coach? He just, he just re-upped, so he's he's damn put for. True. Does he is, kick Sam out though? Is he a, is he a coach killer? Like I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean. He wanted Chip at least, so he does have that. But who yeah. had, who have been his coaches? He had Jason Kidd at one point. Uh, then he had um, then it was Buck or uh, not Buck? Oh, Budenholzer. Yeah, Budenholzer. And then he got tired of him, even though they were one. Then they were injury ridden in the year before. Got him shipped out, and then complained that he wanted a better team. Got Drew shipped out, and now they have like one of the worst defenses you've ever seen. Then he got. Uh, he wanted Adrian Griffin. They wanted to hire Nick Nurse, and he said, "No, I don't want Nick Nurse. I want Adrian Griffin." 
and they were 30 and 13 and he said no i don't like him anymore and he was out i think it's a testament to all this is a testament to lebron like we we were just got done talking about how he craters teams out but every situation he's went to since he's cleveland he's won a ship with and you know it's been a, a slew of different role players different coaches you know he's He's had a lot of success, and you're starting to see it with other guys like Giannis, like you're talking about, doing the same thing where they're the team is they're basically building out the team around themselves, who they want on their team, and it's not going so well. <laughs> it's not going well at all. No, LeBron's kind of a one-off with that. It also, you come with a lot of pressure when you're coaching LeBron. I mean, like Vogel got fired from the Lakers, and it wasn't even his fault. Like that team was just built like shit, and like there was. Nothing he could do about it, but he still got canned because you have LeBron on the team. So if you don't win, then you're out the door. So Giannis might be turning into that kind of a player where it's if you don't win, if you're not in the you know uh, Eastern Conference championships every year, then you might just be get shit canned because you have to take advantage of Giannis being there. Yeah, I feel like it's also just kind of the culture. Like I feel like it's not even really a Giannis problem. It's kind of an NBA problem right now of just treating coaches like just treating coaches like one year like stint i feel like on this year part like some of the on the lucky few that have like a relationship with the franchise like the sixers i feel like turned around a few like the raptors have been doing that ever since they won their chip i feel like once you win it like especially if you win a chip like afterwards the expectations go wicked crazy like after after the lakers won their chip i feel like they've had so many coaches same with the raptors same with the um the Bucks. I feel like afterwards, it's like I don't know why they just cut them off, and then they're, I don't know. It's just it's almost like a league issue now that they don't really give coaches time at all. I, I do, you know, I, the Celtics are weird because they technically they've had three coaches in the past ten years, right? Like so they, on paper, qualify, but the situ the circumstances are way different in my in my opinion. Uh, Brad was the head coach for was it ten years or like close to ten years. It was a while. I think it was, it was probably six, seven years. I think. At one point, he was a promoted. At, <laughs> at one, at one point, yeah, true. I guess he he didn't get fired. At <laughs> one point, he was the longest tenured head coach in the East besides Bolstra. Yeah, I think so. Um, so you know, and he he had a lot of success. I mean, obviously, he got promoted <laughs> from the head coach position uh, to the GM position. I guess Ainge technically was the one that got fired. But uh, and then you have uh, Ime come in, who's now still a head coach, just not for the Celtics because he put his hands in the cookie jar, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, but and now you have Joe, so the situations are a little bit a little bit different. Like uh, Giannis definitely has gotten a coach fired, at least one. It just seems like it just happens with the stars now. If if you're not winning. Yeah. yeah, like Jacob was saying, you get that title, and, and then everybody knows that window is so short in the NBA. One injury can change everything, so they want to really capitalize on that. And they, if you win a title, you're looking at your roster, going, "Oh, it's not that much different." But we didn't, we didn't step up and win it this year. We weren't competitive as we wanted to be this year. So, then must be the coach. You're the, you're the fall guy. Mm. I, I honestly, I, I'm predicting that someone poaches like Jeff Van Gundy next year. Isn't just he because, isn't he a assistant for the Celtics? Yeah, I just feel like even even if we win it, if anything, that'd give him cre more credit. But I think I feel like he, I don't know him him doing that kind of feels like he might be returning to coaching and he might be privatizing, even if especially if we win. Yeah, he's an advisor for the Celtics. He's not a, an assistant, so hmm. whatever the hell that means. 
Know, that's, what Doc was. <laughs> that's what Doc was before he got his job. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I guess that's a nice little slide in here to the All-Star game. Uh, Trey Young and Scotty Barnes, their injury replacements for Joel Embiid and Julius Randle. What do we think? Anybody get snubbed? Oh, one more thing I want to say about Jeff Angotti trying to uh, pull the Doc Rivers and take Joe Mazzulla's job. I think Joe Mazzulla put him in Roma Plata over there and uh, rip his little old arms off. Yeah, he'd, he'd, he'd probably him in a hole for sure. <laughs> they won't <laughs> let him take that job. <laughs> He'll be over his cold, dead hands. When they try and get rid of Mazzulla, they better have a security team with him, I tell you what. Yeah, for real. Uh, but I think I think Porzingis probably got snubbed. I haven't looked at Scotty Barnes' numbers recently, but I mean, like I think Porzingis is a better, more impactful player than Scotty Barnes is. Yeah, I feel like Scotty Barnes was picked because uh, Silver wanted an international. He wants to get more teams involved, to more eyes on it. So you're gonna yeah. pick guys from teams that aren't already represented. So it is what it is. Trey Young's having a great year on the numbers. I don't know about his efficiency, but 27 and 11 is a crazy numbers we're putting up on a night-to-night basis so i can see why he was picked barnes is averaging six assists that's pretty good yeah Yeah. he's actually he's thinking having a pretty good year yeah 20 28 and six he's not i think what's his three-point percentage i think that's getting up there too 30 it's like round up 37 yeah no i've heard he's at a sneaky i heard he was a snub when he didn't make it originally Mm. but i also heard chris Tapps was i i agree i mean it chris Tapps could have his a Okay, so two. Maybe they were just like, maybe they were so close that they were just like, we'll give Raptors one. I guess. Was Derek White an All Star? Was Derek White's All Star campaign pie in the sky, or was he snubbed? Do we think? I or think he was pie in the sky a little bit. As much as I love Derek White, I think he makes more of an impact on winning than Scotty Barnes does on a night to night basis. To be honest, but the numbers just aren't there. And... Who would you rather have, Trey Young and Derek White? Trey Young's averaging like thirty and ten, man. He's putting up crazy numbers. Yeah, but I think you just got a counterpoint. He can't play defense. I know it. It it definitely is like a like real ones know that Derek White's awesome, but it's just I think the league is just too good now to even have like three or four. Honestly, it's just like crazy. Like you're kind of arguing for some teams to have none, and like all the, there's just so many good players around the league. Same with like the West. It's like Jamal didn't even get in somehow. Like what the hell? They won a championship. He's the second best player. Yeah, and the Kings didn't get on. There's like it's pretty hard to say we have snubs when the Kings didn't have zero, like didn't have Fox or Sabonis get of the yeah, way. Yeah, tough. Was it twenty nine and twenty, and the Kings don't have any, and the Lakers are a five hundred team, and they have two. Yeah, I feel like they're they're way bigger snubs than us. We have two, so and today's two means you're one of the best at least. Do you usually not not the Lakers? But... Is LeBron is the old man treatment something that we should get rid of? I think maybe they, they should make like a special, like a 14th spot for or something like that. If he doesn't, like he's doing really well this year. If maybe next year, I don't know. Doesn't the, doesn't the all star team of like all star, doesn't that affect salary clauses and stuff? A lot of guys have that in there. Um, Why is the MBPA not like what the, you know? Because you can, you can negotiate your own contract. And if you want to negotiate that into your contract, then you can. One thing, one thing you have to consider too is that LeBron was voted in by the fans. The league didn't do it. The league, think, put, the league put Anthony Davis on the team. I think most um, contracts too are all NBA and not uh, All Star because All Star can get skewed with the fan vote and everything. Yeah, I, I think, think it's, uh, I think that needs to change. I mean, I, listen, I, LeBron, you can make a case for him being an All Star this year, but I don't know. Is he the like? 
I just, just something's rubbing me the wrong way about it. I just don't like the like the old man usual awards weren't they weren't even voted in though. At least he was voted on the team by the yeah. fans. Like I feel like I don't even think Dwayne or like I don't think none of them were voted as starters. They just kind of were given spots. <laughs> he at least was like still earning it by the fans, I guess. Yeah. You know? My thing is that the All Star game is for the fans. So yeah. like let the fans vote in who they want to see play. If he was, yeah, if he didn't make the starting five and he was inserted by the league, I'd be a little bit more pressed, I think. Yeah. I'd be a little bit less pressed about it, to be honest, because, like, the league yeah. put out, make some money. Like, LeBron's going to make you money on that team. Yeah. Like, uh, LeBron gets... James All Star jersey is going to sell out again. Like, it always does. Like, what's his number? Is he still averaging, like, 25? It's still. He's still averaging. Yeah. He's... Maybe it's. Scotty Scotty Barnes should have made it with 28 and 6, and LeBron's probably averaging, like, 25, 9, and 7 or something like that. Like,. <laughs> 25, 7, and 7, yeah. Yeah. It's such a long line. What is it? Like, he's, his career average is like 25, 7, and 7, but he's never actually had that in a game. In, in no, it's, it's 27, 7, 7. Yeah. <laughs> he's just never actually put up those numbers in a he's game. He's never had 27, 7, and 7 in a game? Like, exactly? Think, he's had more. Exactly. Exactly. I saw that like a couple years ago. Maybe he had it since, but Steve's right. I did see that. It was pretty funny. He's oh, never had weird. an actual average. He's always one or two off on something. What's also, the uh, what, just seeing that he's played a thousand four hundred sixty seven games hurts my brain. How uh, <laughs> he's gonna break the forty thousand point record this year, right? Um, I don't know. Let me go look. Want to look up another stupid stat? Look up how many how many games Robert Parrish played in his career. <laughs> he's like the king the chief, I dude. He's like I think he's at like two thousand games played or something like that. He played 1,611 games. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, dude. LeBron's easily doing it. He just needs 200. He just needs 200 points. To break wow. 40K. That's that, ridiculous. That is ridiculous. <laughs> That's crazy, <laughs> man. He's, he's 39,797. So he just needs 203. He'll have that before. He might have that before All-Star break at the, the way the teams are scoring now. <laughs> That's cool. That's really cool to see. We got to see a player score 40,000 points. So stupid. Holy shit. <laughs> um, another little fun tidbit here for All-Star Weekend. Uh, Jalen Brown, considering participating in the dunk contest. Gerald watching, Green, anyone? I'm watching, <laughs> dude, I'm watching the dunk contest this year. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Me too. I'll watch it. I'm still not watching that shit. <laughs> no, really? Dude, watch our boy. When was the last time a Celtic participated? Uh, it was probably D Brown. <laughs> Gerald and D Brown both did. I don't think Gerald Green, yeah. That, like was that. Gerald on the Celtics when he did? He won yeah, it as a Celtic. Yeah, yeah he did he, the Brown dunk, didn't he? He did the um he did the he blew out the candle on the rim. Yeah. Uh I don't know. It's two thousand six. Is that two thousand six? I don't know if he's got the the hops for a, a dunk contest and the flair for it. You don't think Jalen Brown has the hops for a dunk contest? It's different, dude. Like, he's like, look at Levine and Aaron Gordon. Those guys are built for dunk contests. I don't think Jalen Brown's at that level. Dude, Granted, I think Jay, I think Jalen can. Two G leaguers in the fucking dunk contest this year, so. Well, yeah. I mean, didn't a, a white guy win it last year? And Mike McClung for the um, he was in the he's like a professional dunker, dude. That's disrespectful, though. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, still, I don't like people are upset about like they're not being actual NBA players in there. But like, if the NBA players don't want to do it, and the G Leaguers do, and they're actually good, like I, you got to put out a good product at the end of the day. 
Like it's gotta be something fun to watch. Like if you're gonna have a bunch of half-ass NBA players that aren't gonna try in it, like what am I? Nobody's gonna watch that. Put the G leaguers in there if they're gonna put the effort in. Dude, I don't know. That's the first time in a while we've had an All Star in it, though. That's pretty huge. We've not had like we actually have an All Star in the dunk contest. I don't feel like when's the last time we've had that. I mean, I will say, ideally, he also has a forty-inch vertical. I just looked it up. Yeah, he can. Jalen Brown. That's crazy. Jalen Brown can hoop with the best of them. Like he has a huge vertical. He's a freak athlete. I hope he does good, but I mean, like, I don't expect much either. I'd, if he, I if I my if I had my choice, I wouldn't want him in to play even in the All Star game. I, I I don't want any of this stuff because obviously the goal is to for so much more. But you know, I don't want to, if he could get like per chance injure himself in this. Like, I'll be sick to my fucking stomach. <laughs> you know, or or Jalen being an All Star on the best team revives the dunk contest. That could be cool too. Like, what if an all star on the best team wins it? We've we've had only we've had bums in it. Levine was probably, Levine and Aaron Gordon are like the best players I can remember, and they weren't even like that good in the league at that time. I think Levine was still nice at that time. I think he was still on the Timberwolves. Do you think so LeBron could do could Jay, participate? What this what? year? Do you think he could still like put up a good performance as a in a dunk contest at thirty nine? Yeah. Yeah, me too. I think he's just different. Like he still, he still has the breakaway, like reverse slams and shit like that. At thirty nine, it's ridiculous. I feel like he's the best in game dunker, like still. Uh, I wish we could have someone like Zion in it. Zion. Yeah, true Zion. You got uh, Kobe White too. He he'll put guys on posters. It's wild at his size. Jalen. Jalen is one of the best in-game dunkers. <laughs> Levine, when he was healthy, like he would put up some crazy ones when he actually tried. AG. Anthony Edwards. Anthony yeah, Edwards, Edwards went on the backboard to himself for a dunk. Ja. Dude, if we had Ja, imagine it would be like Ja, Edwards, like Brown, Zion. Jeez. That would be fun. I'd watch that, but I couldn't even, other than Mac McClung, which I called him that white guy. I don't think I can name any of the other participants. Derek Jones, it didn't Derek Jones Jr. participate? And we had, dude, it was like Jericho Sims. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, the other two guys are um, the guy from the Heat, uh, the rookie that they just drafted, <laughs> Jaime Hawkes. Oh, Jaime, yeah, that's interesting. And then think... um, somebody's little brother is in it too. Somebody's actually a good dunker's little brother is in it. I can't remember. <laughs> Dude, I was confused by Hame because he seems like more of a crafty dude, which I actually love Hame Hawkes. Like, I, he's my one point on the Heat I love fucking watching. He's a crafty dude. But um, he, I was surprised, and then I looked it up, and he actually won a, he won a pretty high – he won like a pretty intense like high school dunk contest versus like really good dunkers. So maybe he ha- actually has it. Oh, like, it's fucking uh, Jacob Toppin, not Obi Toppin. He's a little <laughs> from the uh, G League Knicks team. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess I've always seen him as like a, a good little post player. It's yeah. nice mid post game. He's crafty around the rim with the left hand, grounded. But if he's got that kind of hops, they show it off, I guess. <clears throat> Definitely. Um, let's move on to the look ahead here. Uh, I'm sure All Star break will be fun, but we still have some games to play. We have the Hawks on Wednesday. What do we think, Dub? I think Tatum sits and it's a dub. <laughs> yeah, he's not on, he's not on the injury report yet, man. but I know that uh, I know that uh, Drew's already on the injury report, so they're probably going to sit him. Good. Yeah, I think we could sit half the teams to win. 
and definitely on Friday, everybody should sit and start. They should start me. Uh, Friday, the Wizards are at the set, at the Garden, um, and then the seas roll down to Miami. That's the Chris Stapp's revenge game, bro. Yeah, yeah. Anytime that we have a chance to beat up on Jordan Poole, I like it. <laughs> um, and then the Heat—that's going to be a tough game, I'm sure. It always is. It's, it's never easy against them. Well, last time was pretty easy against them. Molly walked him by like thirty last time he played. Besides him. last time, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're kind of they're kind of bad right now, honestly. Well, I still don't like them. Yeah, no, they either never. Them. I never like playing them, but we might, we might beat them easily. You know? I love playing the Heat. There's always a little bit of some extra in the air. If you Molly walk them, it feels that much better. Like it, it feels better to beat the Heat by thirty than it does to beat the Grizzlies by forty. True. I'm just I'm just really hurt by last year still. And then we have Brooklyn on a back-to-back on the 13th and 14th of February. Then we're off until the 22nd. There's another long break. Is that, the, that must be the all-star break. Yeah, I think so. Well, like, and even of, then we have Chicago. Yeah, we have a lot of scheduled rest games coming up. Like, we have the second easiest schedule coming up. Like, our, our going up against teams with a 45.5% win percentage for the rest of the year. It, it's... it's- it's not it's not an exciting slate, but we just get to sit back and watch the deadline happen this week. It's great. Yeah, we have a uh, champagne problems here in Boston. You're gonna see a lot of starters sitting in games where they just pop up with a random injury. That's not a real injury. <laughs> let's uh let's do a quick fantasy ra- uh roundup. Steve, congratulations, you destroyed me. Oops, did I share the right screen? <laughs> I hope so. Can you see this? Yeah, I got you. Yeah, Steve, you're six and nine. Nice. Congrats. You fucking lit me up and you put me in danger of missing the playoffs. That sucks. Your team went off. You you just decided to set your lineup this week, right? Yeah, that's what yeah, it was. Yeah. Nothing I was doing. I, I couldn't even score. My team just didn't score at all. Bad yeah. week for my team. I had some big ones from some guys, too. Yeah, your team this your team popped off. I think Obi so, had a fifty point performance in there at some point. So, <laughs> congratulations. Sometimes it's your week. Uh, Jacob, let's see what you did. Uh, you are uh, not my week. And beating Bane don't play anymore, man. Yeah, I'm getting real tired of Lillard and Zion Williamson. They just don't play. No, and when they do play, it's kind of hit or miss too. But yeah, so you had a tough loss to Taylor. Taylor's making his he won it last year. He's making his his uh march to the, the finals there. Let's look at this week. He is Jokic, obviously, so he's lethal at all times in fantasy. Seriously. You never count out him just like getting a hundred points in a night for you on a fantasy team. I'm going up against Dan, the man, my cousin, cousin Daniel. Hopefully okay. I can win and, and secure my place in the playoffs. Steve, you're in a heated battle right now with uh who's that, Billy? Yeah. Who's actually I haven't set my lineup yet this week either. Are you, are you Are you still in it, Steve? You could still make the playoffs, right? I've seventy two. I'm out. Yeah, you're screwed. <laughs> You got no MBD of just season's over. I'm At sorry. least you're not Frankie. <laughs> he was my second most yeah, he was the second most points in the league. He, he was a good run. Let's look at the standings here real quick. 
Steve with a 1% chance, man. Play the upset card. You can just keep going. <laughs> Actually, I think you need me to lose this week. Steve, do you want to trade? I need somehow for everybody in the league to lose for me to make the fucking... I, I will veto. Don't no, do it's not going to be that bad. I'm just going to... I don't know. I am the commish. Somebody really it won't be against you anyway. You still have a one percent chance of making it. That's crazy. There's no way. Yeah, me and you, Jacob. I've had a one percent chance for a bit. I don't know how. Huh. Yeah, I just. Was, I shouldn't have picked Embiid. I fucked up. But it was, <laughs> that's the biggest gamble you've made in fantasy. It looked so good for a while. It did. It was paying off beautifully. That's it for a fantasy. We'll. Uh... Yeah, we'll uh, see how it goes. Some playoff implications on the horizon for myself and actually everybody on the pod. <laughs> Quasi. One percenter, finally. One <laughs> finally a one percenter. <laughs> and Steve made it the one percent. Um, Anything else to talk about, guys, before we, we wrap it up here? Uh, you want to give me your Super Bowl takes? Uh, there will be football played on Sunday. Very uh, disappointed in the matchup, to be honest. Um, I think <laughs> Mahomes wins or something. Yeah, I mean, I think if, even if Mahomes wins, I don't think that you can put him in the conversation with Brady yet. Give me your – no, definitely not. Give Although, if Give he wins – if he wins – He's on pace to catch up with Brady, but it's still not catching up with Brady. He If he wins, he's on the pantheon of all-time quarterbacks. He's already on that pantheon, I think, with his, just his dominance. He's close. I, mean, I think he has to win this one. He's throwing a Kadarius Tony and they're making the Super Bowl. I hear dude, you. It's very Brady-esque. Dude, we won a Super Bowl with the fucking lacrosse player. Strong point. Shout out to Chris Hogan. Multiple Super Bowls with lacrosse players, I'm pretty sure. Dude, we, never, we, like, never even won our their biggest assets. It's it like Literally, it's like almost like we never won when we had our best people. And it's like we only won when we had, like, the Mahomes-like team this year. Well, well, well 2000, 2008 was a fucking loaded team. Didn't win. Yeah, we had Randy Moss. What do you mean? We didn't win though. We got we had Gronkowski. It's you know. It was like injured from. I just feel like we had like like we never even won with West somehow. Like Julian was healthy for one of them. He won the MVP for one of them. Yeah. You got any uh any prop bets that you're going with Cody for the Super Bowl? You got any like what colors Gatorade's gonna get dumped on somebody? How long's the anthem gonna be? Anything like that? Uh, I was listening to Bill Simmons podcast on it, and there's a few, there's some on there that I might, that I kind of like. I'm kind of liking the Reba McIntyre under for the uh, what is it, the fucking um, yeah. You think she's gonna keep it clean? You know, the country star is gonna keep it clean and not add too much to it. Well, I think they they were talking like it's only ever gone over once. It's really? like every time it's gone under. <laughs> it's uh. So I think that could be some money. Now watch, it's going to be the longest one ever. She's going to be holding that high note. Five and a half minute anthem. Yeah. <laughs> what do you and think color Gatorade? It's got to be red because I think the Chiefs are going to win. So they're probably drinking red Gatorade on the sideline. No, it's never like that. Orange should be ready the way because if San Francisco wins, they're going to be drinking red Gatorade too. I have a feeling it's going to be purple. Purple. That's a that's a wild card. I don't think I've ever seen purple get dumped on somebody. I think it's always been blue or red. I forget. Maybe, maybe it'll be yellow. This is always a topic, and I never remember what like the normal thing is. It's just a total crapshoot. I mean, I, if I'm a player, why I would just text. I would ask the the staff like, "Hey, what do you what's 
what area we got today and just before the game and then just shoot a text off to like whoever would be like it's red you know put put the oh, fucking mortgage on it put the money on red <laughs> if you see some major line movement before kick you know that <laughs> happened so um fuck with that one too give me a give me a winner and a score 24 uh 24 21 chiefs Three nothing. Uh, I don't fucking know. No, it's gonna be like thirty two to like twenty eight. It's gonna be the the Chiefs. I think it's gonna be fourteen to twenty eight. Chiefs. I don't know. <laughs> I don't honestly. Say, I don't know. I think if it, wanted to say Niners. <laughs> I don't know who to pick. I, I want. I weirdly want the Chiefs. My brain is telling me Chiefs. I've watched enough football to know that the 49ers have been, like, the best team all year. But it's Brock Purdy in the Super Bowl. That's the thing that holds you back. It's like, at what point does the Cinderella story come to a screeching halt? I don't know, man. All of the Chiefs guys have been there before. So they're not going to be worried on the big stage, but Purdy might be. A lot of the 49ers guys went there, too, with Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, but Brock Purdy didn't. That's the thing. All right. And he's throwing the ball. He's had a he had a you know when it go when the wheels come off for him they come off I just I don't think the Chiefs have enough to make him come off and they came off last game too and he he had a, an unbelievable second half and Chiefs still got Chris Jones on the line yeah Chris Jones is a beast he's still like an absolute animal yeah yeah he's a beast like I got the over on sacks for him for the game I think it's gonna be like twenty one to fourteen Chiefs I think so yeah. If it goes under, if it goes under, the Chiefs are going to win. You guys are the football uh, gurus over here. I've I've watched like three minutes of actual football this year, and it was the Patriots, so it wasn't real football. I just was betting on teams I liked. (laughs) I picked a bad season to become a Patriots season ticket holder. Picked the worst season. (laughs) Yeah, in my lifetime, certainly. Well, not in my conscious lifetime. Yeah, I was going to say, in a conscious like back in the 90s at Schaefer Stadium, I've heard it was pretty fucking bad. Well, I mean, the, the year I was born, they went to the Super Bowl. They lost. And then there were some thin years after that, and then Brady came around. 2001, 2000. It was history from there. Let's hope the Celtics have a magical year. We're going to eat a pumpkin in June if uh, they win. Yeah, I'll preserve it somehow. What the I'll fuck is a pumpkin? I I painted my painted my uh like my Halloween pumpkin the Celtics pumpkin it still hasn't even like shown any signs of rotting it's symbolic that's for Jesus sure. Christ it's February <laughs> what do you I'm mean I'm gonna take a rotting. bite of it if the fucking Celtics it, win, win the title my girl painted one too and it was right next to it and it like fell apart mine's just perfect because it has the Celtics on it holy crap <laughs> this might be a, like a uh, weird sports juju type thing going on. That thing's still alive in February. Don't even touch it. Then I'd be like, "What the heck?" If it's don't juju. even touch it. It's it's got to stay where it is for forever. No, we got to do a weekly recap on Jacob's pumpkin. <laughs> What's the <laughs> status of the pumpkin? You got to take a picture, like a you have to put like a ruler next to it, and like make sure it's not like <laughs> sinking down or anything. <laughs> I'll try to pull the heist of a century and like swap it. Put it up on the screen. True, we would never know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys, let's wrap it up here. You guys got anything else for this? No. Nope. All right.
This has been the Banner Report. Thank you for following us. Follow us on socials, everything, on Twitter, on YouTube, on on the Apple Pods, uh, Spotify, everything. Uh, I've been Cody. That's been Steve. That's been Jacob. This has been the Banner Report. Thank you. Like and subscribe. And as always, go Celtics. Go Celtics.